Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvotisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Well, good morning again, and Shabbat Shalom again. Shabbat Shalom, yes. This morning I want to talk to you about how to hear from God. Now, there's a number of popular songs from years ago. I remember Lionel Richie did a song, Hello, Hello, you know, and then there was the, the Beatles, I don't know why you say goodbye, I say hello, hello. And then there was the one from uh, Pink Floyd, hello, is there anybody out there? Uh, see, I'm dating myself now. I'm putting all these references from so long ago in, in popular culture, but what can I say? That's what I remember. But I want to talk about how, how do we hear from God? I, you know, all through the Bible, we see references to where God speaks. God's, God speaks to people. Uh, and we, we see it written, it says, and God spoke this, and God said that. We see, you know, God spoke to Abraham, such, such, and such, and God spoke to Jacob, right? And we saw that God spoke to Elijah. So God was speaking. And as humans, we're created to be able to communicate with each other, right? Makes sense? And as God's creation, we were created to communicate with Him. After all, we see this evidence of God communicating in the Bible. And he didn't suddenly just stop communicating when the, the book of Revelations was finally written down. You know, the last period is like, okay, God didn't say, that's it. I'm done for a few thousand years. You're on your own now. No, God made you and he loves you. And he wants you to know him and he wants to know you. He wants a relationship with you. And what better way to have a relationship is by communicating. Because without communication, there's no relationship. Now, when my wife Mary speaks to me, sometimes I don't hear what she is saying. And sometimes I hear, but I don't understand. Now, Mary and I have been married for 39 years. And Communication gets better, but sometimes I still don't always hear, and sometimes I still don't un understand. Now, for you guys that are newlyweds or new in a relationship, I want to tell you there are two things you must understand about women, two important things you must understand about women. And when you figure them out, please come and tell me because I really need to know. Yes, and all the guys are clapping, yes. Now, I deeply love my wife, but I don't always hear her, and I don't always understand. So, it shouldn't come as a complete surprise. I have that difficulty sometimes hearing God. But I do believe it gets easier and can get easier. You know, after 39 years of marriage, when my wife calls me on the phone... She doesn't have to say, hello, this is Mary Haller. 
Of course not. I know her voice. And likewise, if I call her, she knows mine. Do you know it's the same with God? The more you converse with him, the more you communicate, the more you get to know his voice. When the devil gives you an idea, we call that temptation. When God gives you an idea, we call that inspiration. Now, someone might ask, has God ever talked to you audibly? And I could say, no. But then I'd say, why? Why should he? He can talk directly to me in my mind. Just because you can't see it or hear it audibly doesn't mean that it's not real. There are radio signals and video signals and cell phone signals going around in this room right now where we are. Now, just because you can't see them or can't hear them doesn't mean that they're not real. You need a tuner, you need a receiver, or you need a cell phone to pick up the signal. You got to know how to tune in. So, why is it important to hear from God? I want to list three reasons. And number one, it proves I'm in God's family. It verifies that you have a relationship. You got to communicate in order to have a relationship. Make sense? Now, I could say I have a relationship with Eric Clapton. After all, we both play guitar, right? But somebody might ask, have you ever met Eric Clapton? Well, no. But I write letters to him. Does he ever write back? Well, no. So I'm really just a fan of Eric Clapton. I don't have a relationship with him. I wonder sometimes if many of us are just kind of in a fan relationship with God. Sure, we like God. Yeah, we reread his word. We attend shul here. But do we have a relationship? See, hearing from God proves that I'm part of his family. I'm in a relationship. Number two, it protects me from mistakes. It protects me from mistakes. See, if you communicate with God, it'll help you to avoid a lot of the potholes in life. It'll help you avoid the bumps, the curves, the detours in the road, the errors, the mistakes. He's going to warn you in advance of traps, things that could make you stumble, things that could give you a flat tire. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Here's a familiar verse. Those of you may who notice, we actually do a reggae song to this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. That's the reggae beat that I was trying to do. Anyway, hey, I'm on. So here it is in the, in the Tree of Life version, just slightly different words. It says, trust in Adonai with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. That is, he will direct your paths. He's going to smooth out the road. Proverbs says to acknowledge God. To acknowledge God is to submit to him, to ask him, to communicate with him, to be in fellowship with him. He's the one that's going to keep you on track. He's the one that's going to keep you on the smooth, straight path. 
Sometimes his words are going to be simply, don't do that. Sometimes it might be, just wait a minute. Don't be in a rush. Just wait a minute. I'll tell you when. Hearing from God protects me from mistakes. So, those are the two things so far, right? Hearing from God protects from my mistakes, and it proves that I'm a part of his family. Third thing, it produces success in life. Who doesn't want success, right? But I'm not talking about the kind of success that the world defines. It's not about being famous or making a lot of money. It's being fulfilled. It's having meaning in life. It's having a purposeful life and knowing and living God's will in your life. It's joy. It's contentment. That is success in life. Psalm 32 verse 8 says, The Lord says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will give you counsel. It says, my eye is on you. Right? It's like, eye is on you. God is saying, I'm going to watch over you. He said, I will guide you over the best path in your life. Do you realize there is a best pathway for your life? You know, sometimes we get into trouble because we're trying to find the, follow the pathway of someone else. We may look at some, oh, they're successful. They're, you know, they're doing good. Maybe I should follow that pathway. But maybe yes, maybe no, because God has a unique pathway for each of us. You're each unique, and he has a pathway just for you. If you listen to God and you know you have a relationship with him, our theme verse for this year is going to make deep sense to you. What is our theme verse? It's, my sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. I think God was calling right there. I thought I heard him. Yeah. Okay. That's our theme verse, for, theme verse for this year. John 10, 27. My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. You know he will protect you. You know, there was a Back in the 1970s, it was all the CB radio craze with all the truckers and everybody had, in fact, I guess truckers still use CB radios. But the phrase is always, you get on you say, and say, you got your ears on? You got your ears on? In other words, are you listening? Are you paying attention? And they would say, break 1-9 for a radio check. Break on channel, nine, ch- uh, channel 19. Can you hear me? And so you would reply, yes, yes. You're coming in clear. Yes, I can hear you. So it's, it's, it's listening. It's, it's producing success in our lives when we do listen in. So how do I know when I hear God speak? Yeshua had an interesting parable to illustrate this. It's, some people call it the parable of the sower and the seed, but it's really the parable of the seed and the soils. Because when we read it now, we'll see it's really about the soils. In the ancient world, they would take, when they would go out to plant, they would take a sack of the seeds and they would, what they say, broadcast them, throw it out there by hand, spread it out. And that's broadcasting. And that's, we, we get that term, we use it today when we talk about broadcast TV or broadcast radio or there's a broadcaster on TV. They're sending out the word, they're spreading out the signal. 
Now, in this parable, some of the seeds that were thrown out will fall, fell on rocky soil, some on the footpath, some fell on where there were weeds, and some fell on good soil. In this parable, the soil represents four kinds of attitudes or thoughts that I can have. God is talking to you all the time, but you're just not always tuned in. In the parable, the farmer represents God, and the seed represents what God wants to say to you. It is his word, and the soil is my heart, my mind, it's my attitude, and just how receptive I am. So let's get into it. How to hear from God. If I want to hear from God, number one, I've got to cultivate an open mind. I have to be receptive. I have to be willing. I have to be eager to hear from him. So start in the parable, which is in Luke in chapter 8. In verse 5, it starts. It says here, this is what Yeshua said in his parable, The sower went out to spread his seed, and as he sowed, some fell beside the road and was trampled, and the birds of the air ate it up. You see, in ancient times, just like in primitive, primitive times or today, or cultures today, the farmer walks down a path to broadcast out his seed. Now, the soil on the road where he's walking back and forth is hardened and compacted because he's been walking on it. So there's a lot of foot traffic there. The ground is hard, and the seed can't penetrate. It's going to never take root. And then in, chap I mean, in verse 12, this is all in the same chapter, but the portion where Yeshua explains the parable, he says in verse 12, those beside the road are the ones who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. What does that road represent? It's hard and narrow. It represents people that are narrow-minded and hard-headed. They don't even believe God can talk to them. The cell phone, again, gives kind of a good analogy to hearing from God. Remember the commercials a few years ago? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? You know, can you hear me now? You have to be in the right position to get a good reception. Same thing with God. Sometimes we don't want to hear from God. We say, in effect, in our minds, uh, well, I've, I've got it all figured out. I've got my mind is made up. I don't want to hear it. We want to do what we want to do. So that hardened soil, that soil on, on the pathway, represents a closed mind. That's the closed mind. What causes a closed mind? Well, there are three causes. Pride, fear, and bitterness. Pride, fear, and bitterness. Pride. I don't need God in my life. I've got it all figured out myself. I'm a self-made man. I did it all myself. I did it my way. Pride. Fear. It's a mental block. People that are afraid. I'm I don't want to hear from God. I'm afraid what he's going to tell me. I might, I might not like it. I'm, I'm afraid what he's going to tell me what I need to do. Fear. And the third thing is bitterness. Bitterness. I'm holding on to a resentment. I'm holding on to a grudge. It's understood things have happened in your life. Things happen to each of us. And 
you've been hurt by someone. Maybe someone who in the faith community has hurt you. And I'm sorry to hear that. I'm truly sorry that you're hurt. But closing your heart closes you from hearing from God. And we each have to learn to let it go. Yes, that person did hurt you, but you have to let it go for your own sake. When you forgive, that's when healing and well-being come into your life. That's when you're open to hear from God. James chapter 1, verse 21 says, So put away all moral filth and excess of evil, and receive with humility the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. That phrase, with humility, that's cultivating an open mind to hear from God, being open to hear from Him. Humility means, yes, I'm willing to hear from you, Lord. I want to hear from you. So number two, after cultivating open mind to hear from God, the second thing we must do is, I got to make time to listen. You got to allocate time to listen. You might have to slow down. When you're in a hurry, you can't hear from God. You're going to miss the details if you're rushing around. In the parable that Yeshua said in verse 6 of chapter 8, and it says, Another seed fell on rock, and when it came up, that seed withered away because it had no moisture. Now, in Israel, much of the land has a thin layer of topsoil over it, and underneath there's a bedrock of limestone. There's lots of limestone in Israel. A seed falling on the shallow soil can't get its roots down deep, and eventually it'll wither away. So Yeshua explained in verse 13 the meaning of this. He says, but those on the rocky places are the ones who, when they hear, they accept the word with joy, but these have no root, and they believe for a season and in a time of testing, they will just fall away. So that rocky soil, that shallow soil, that represents a superficial mind. It's not very deep. It's saying we hear from God, but then we act impulsively. We get emotionally moved. We get excited about it for a moment, but then we just don't allow it to sink in. And that time of testing that he talks about, that's when the heat comes on and people just fall away. You want to be a person with spiritual roots. You don't want to be a shallow person. You don't want to be a rocky person. You want to be able to stand, to be strong, and that when the winds prevail in your life, you can stand. How do you develop strong roots? How do you get strong roots in your life, in your spiritual life? Well, there's two ways. One is a daily time with God. And the second is getting together on a regular basis in a small group. And it's what we call chavarah. Chavarah is the Hebrew word for fellowship, gathering together. Now, a daily time with God. You have to spend time alone with God. And you also have to spend time together with other believers. Spend some time every day with God. Read a little bit of Scripture. 
spend some time in prayer. Read something from a devotional book or an inspirational book. Journal. Write things down. Listen to spiritual music. Spend some time talking with God. That's your daily time with God. And then also, get together on a regular basis in a chavara. Nobody has a complete perspective on life. We learn from each other. We get encouragement. We learn from each other's experience. It's, it's building and strengthening each other up. And what do we have? Well, not only do we have Havaraz, which are going to be starting up again soon, we have a bi-weekly Torah study right in that room over there on Wednesday nights. Again, it's the concept of getting together, small group, studying, praying, worshiping together, building relationships. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25 says, And do not neglect our own meetings, as is the habit of some, but encourage one another, and all the more so as you see the day approaching. So, like I said, we're going to be starting up our Havaraz again very soon. And it'll strengthen your roots. Because if we're willing to hear, then we'll be able to, our ears are on, we can hear from God. It's strengthening our roots. It's cultivating an open mind, taking time to listen. The third thing, I must eliminate the distractions. You can't hear God if your mind is crowded with other things, other thoughts, plans, worries, distractions, TV constantly on. It's like trying to call your mom on Mother's Day and you get the, all circuits are busy now, please hang up and try again later. All circuits are busy now, please call again later. Right? If there's too much going on in your life, you're not going to be able to hear from God. You've got to eliminate the distractions. So the parable says in chapter 7, I mean, verse 7, other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. This is soil with weeds in it. Thorns are weeds. The, th the seed grows into a plant, but the weeds spring up too, and they strangle the plant. So it doesn't get any sun or any nourishment. And Yeshua explained in verse 14, Now that which fell into the thorns, the weeds, are those who were hearing, but as they go along the way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and they do not bear mature fruit. They never grow up. As they go, as they go along in life, they are choked by weeds. Are you always on the go? The Bible says, be still and know that I am God. Sometimes it's, you need to sit down and be quiet. Busyness is a distraction. Busyness is not next to godliness. Busyness is a distraction. The word for choked in the Greek actually means stressed out, being just stressed out with stuff, with life in the world. We all get pulled in different directions. There are three things that choke out 
us from hearing God. First is worries. Second is riches. Saying that we're busy, we're too busy to, trying to get out of debt, we're trying to make a living. Do you know people who have riches have a lot to live on, but they don't necessarily have a lot to live for? Third is pleasures. So we have worries, riches, pleasures in this verse. Now, there's nothing wrong in itself with pleasures. God created pleasure, pleasurable things. But it's the constant pursuit and distraction of pleasures that can cause problems and result in you missing out just from hearing from God. By the way, what do you have to do to get weeds in your garden? Exactly. Nothing. Nothing. You don't have to do anything to get weeds in your garden. You don't have to cultivate weeds. They just seem to show up. In fact, weeds are a sign of neglect. You're not tending your garden. You're not weeding your garden. Weeds are a sign that we're neglecting our time with God. So that soil with the weeds, the thorns, that's a preoccupied mind. Always thinking about something else. You know, it says that God spoke to Elijah in a whisper. I can't hear God's whisper unless I'm quiet. I got to eliminate the distractions in my life if I want to hear from God. Fourthly, I must cooperate with what he says. The last thing I must do if I want to hear from God is I must obey him. Whatever he says, I do it. God speaks to people he knows are going to do what he wants them to do. If your plan is to ask God what he wants you to do and then decide, well, I'm going to kind of weigh that with kind of my own thoughts or my own will, you know, why does God have to bother to talk to you then if you're not listening? See, they will, we hear in the prayer that, the Lord's prayer is that, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's saying, I'm saying yes, Lord, and that is the good soil. Verse 15, but the seed and the good soil are those with a praiseworthy and good heart who have heard the word and hold it fast and bear fruit with patient endurance. Good soil means that I hear. I retain it. I remember it. I remember what God has told me. I obey it, and then I persist until I bear fruit. So that good soil is a willing mind. You know, I used to think that in this parable this represented four people, but really it represents four attitudes, four mindsets. And, you know, I can even have four different attitudes in the same day, from morning, noon, and night. I could be closed-minded, I could be distracted, and I could be get open-minded. How do you bear fruit, like it talks about? Being fruitful is a biblical term for being successful. Physical health, spiritual health, mental health, relational health, vocational health, financial health. Being fruitful is being successful. You see, the people represented by the good soil listen to God's word and cling to them. They, in turn, spread God's word to others 
who then also believe. God wants you to pass on to others what you learn, bearing fruit. To hear from God, you must obey God. So in summary, if we want to hear from God, number one, we've got to cultivate an open mind. We've got to take the time to listen, slow down a little bit and hear from Him. We've got to eliminate the distractions, the noise in our life. And lastly, when we do hear, we obey. We cooperate. Shabbat shalom. I'm going to just pray for a moment. Lord God, I and each of us want to hear from you. We want to hear your voice. I don't want to have a closed mind. I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be shallow. I want to be good soil. I want to be receptive. I want to be open and ready to hear from you. And today, I recommit to a daily time with you and being in fellowships with others. Help me to eliminate the weeds in my life. And before you even speak to me, Lord, I'm saying to you, yes, Yeshua. Shabbat Shalom.